Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 89 of the Holtcast for 7500holt.com. I'm Jack Grimsley alongside Robert Lintot, as usual. How's it going, Robert? It's going wonderfully, uh, which is better than we can say for Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we, we lost again. Big surprise there. Going into Southampton, as we told you last week, uh, we couldn't, couldn't expect anything, but at least we got two goals. Aston Villa pulled ahead of Harry Kane in the goal scorer rating, ratings in the English Premier League. Uh, yeah, I'm still waiting for uh, Cartilage Free Captain to retract their stupid article. Uh, yeah, talking about needs. Harry Kane being more of a goal scorer than Aston Villa. That's right. We're one goal better than your player. Yeah, finally, finally. Thanks to Ashley Westwood, too. And Westwood had been coming under a lot of fire lately, so I know I, I particularly was happy to see him scoring because, okay, we know we know Westwood's not the best player to put on a Villa shirt ever, obviously, or even in this season or in recent memory, but he is going to try. And yeah. that's that's worth something. That's worth a lot more than at least Julian Lescott or Micah Richards can say, or Gabby, who we'll talk about later. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> he's sort of he sort of puts in that effort that Leander Bakuna does, and he hasn't said anything stupid like Leander Bakuna has. So he's getting the benefit of the doubt right now, and you know he he paid off well, and it was. I think my favorite part of his two goals was the fact that, you know, if Lescott had scored a goal, it would have been really like, okay, yes, it was Villa, but yes, it was also Lescott. I could just be genuinely happy that Westwood scored. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, the two goals from him could have been good enough for the win, ideally, if Lescott wasn't just a putz of a defender. God, yeah, no kidding. Um, you know, you would think most of the time that you score two goals, you at least get a draw out of it. Uh, no, and the and the way the match was going, it was really it was there for the taking. Yeah, especially you know, two goals at home should be enough to get you a draw. Uh, yeah. Instead of only halfway to the goal total of the other team. Yeah, you know, honestly, the the other day it was like Monday. I saw a tweet of uh, I don't know, someone tweeted the recap story. It was two to four, and I was like, I thought it was two to three, and then I I, I kind of thought about it and realized I I stopped caring at that point. By that point, do you mean November? Yeah, November. It, uh, Once we were down 2-3 to Leicester and this season ended. Oh, God. Um, like you said, it was just some more shambolic defending. Julian Lescott is, I mean, in addition to being an atrocious human being, just a terrible footballer. He's got no skill in him whatsoever. Yeah, he was so he was so lazy on that goal when he ended up technically I guess being on the goal line after yeah. he was beaten and he just wasn't even looking at the ball or looking at the man who was charging that would would end up putting the ball in the back of the net it could have been preventable it yeah. could have been prevented it was definitely preventable yeah absolutely um or there was the atrocious back pass from Leander Bakuna uh, oh gosh <clears throat> you know that just led to another stupid call it's it's the same old story that we've had all season. Stupid mistakes leading to stupid goals. Um, yeah, and Villa Villa being punished for every stupid mistake and not doing the same to the opposition. And that's why you're going to end up with a goal difference close to negative 50. Yeah, although that said, uh, you could say Villa punished stupid mistakes this time because any time you let up two goals to Aston Villa, you've been pretty punished. Oh, no doubt. And 
Really, I think Westwood Westwood could have had a hat trick. That free kick that Bakuna took from just outside the area, kind of on the right side, just maybe two meters to the right of the D, but and two yards back. But you know, I thought that was Westwood territory. It was like the the free kick he scored against Man United, uh, what two seasons ago, and Bakuna took it and it's trained under the wall. And yeah, Bakuna is a decent set piece taker, and I don't really want Westwood on corners because he's shown an affinity for not getting it past the first man, but. You know, I th- I think that's that free kick is Westwood's range. Yeah, I mean that could be. Although, then again, we're basing that on a sample size of one goal two years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, just because he's not he's not a power free kick taker, he's got a little bit of the curve, and from that angle, if you can, you got to sneak it into the top corner. But yeah, um... and then again, <clears throat> he, he could have smashed it or rolled it straight into the wall I guess but and that would have I think that would have been the first goal for Villa on the day anyways so who knows if he would have got two more after but it's I I don't know uh it again wasn't really worth watching the the Westwood goals were nice little highlights but aside from that Villa looked pretty garbage yeah Uh, I mean at least at least Villa's two goals were good goals you know they weren't like the Lescott against Palace goal that was just the total keeper fail. And the the attack did look better going forward. Um, and Bakuna actually almost scored a header as well. That, that would have made fans angry. Yeah, it would have. Um, I, I don't know. When the, when the lineups were revealed, it was one of those things where if you covered the top half of your screen and didn't look at the defense and the keeper, uh, Sanchez, Westwood, Ghana, Bakuna, Ayu, Sinclair... That's a front six that wouldn't be sitting on 16 points. It's not a world-beating front six. But that's a front six that you could actually run out pretty regularly and get some results from. I mean, yeah, we could quibble. I would rather see Traore and Grealish instead of Bakuna and Sinclair, but... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is I'm overseeing Scott Sinclair, but... Yeah, You're but right. then if you, right. if you cover the bottom half of that screen and you look and you see Hutton, Richards, Lescott, Sissoko, and Guzan, you know that you're doomed. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any major issues with Guzan, Hutton, Sissoko, but using those two center backs is indefensible by Eric. How do you not have major Eric issues Blatt. with Brad Guzan? I do, but they're nothing compared to the issues I have with Lescott, and then even Richards is is kind of in the middle of that, just for being... A useless pile of junk. I mean, that's fair. And I I don't, unlike a lot of the players in this team, I don't personally dislike Ali Sissoko, but he's a bad player. He's not... Oh, yeah, you just try Joe Bennett or somebody, you know? Somebody yeah. who's, you know... Yeah, except he's not back, so... Uh, oh, yeah, he went alone again. Yep. So we don't really have many options there except for Kieran Richardson. Which, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess not. Um... And again, Hutton is not really all that useful. Even if you don't think terribly of him as a person, he's a terrible footballer. Oh yeah, he's he's past his prime. He can get sold off to the Scottish Premiership or even the Scottish Championship or something and see how his days there. Yeah, so that back line in Guzan just spelled disaster. And of course it ended up happening. Yeah. Because of course it would. Um, which was a shame because the attack... It didn't look... I'm, I think it might be a stretch to say the attack looked competent. The attack looked more competent than they have. Yeah, it looked like they were actually trying to play football, which that was a nice change, I guess. Yep. Uh, I would... As much as I'd like to see a Grealish or an Adama out there 
this week, it would not make me all that upset if we saw that same front six again. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I would be annoyed with either Bakuna or Sinclair just because I think you should try Vertu in, in one of those positions as well if, if you're not going to play one of the so-called youth players. You could, um, or you could push Ayu out and put Justed in the middle. Yeah, yeah, that would be fine as I well. I mean, there's some options there, but but what I'm saying is if Eric Black comes out with that front six, I'm not going to be raging at him. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to fix one thing, switch the defense, please, the central defenders. Yep, absolutely. Uh, oh, all right, one player we know we're not going to see is Gabby Agbonlahor after he stepped down as captain from Aston Villa via I mean, Instagram. I don't know, we might see him now because he's off his suspension. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, uh, technically, I think he's up for selection again. But, yeah, if if he gets chosen, I think we can all turn off our TVs and just go home. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't say that uh, we won't see him because he stepped down as captain. I just figured that we weren't going to see him for the rest of the season anyways. But... Yeah, it's... Uh, I He stepped down as club captain, apologized, and... A lot of people are saying, well, the slate is wiped clean. We should give him another chance. And I couldn't disagree more. Just let him go his way. Sell him off to someone. Pay part yeah, of the if, wages if you have to. If you can convince him to leave, yeah. And if we're if we're stuck trying to give him another shot next year in the championship, it may not be the worst thing if he can, if he can get focused and actually try to turn it around. Yeah, I mean, it, it could work. But at this point... You know, he's on, what, 60 k a week, something like that? If we have to pay half of his wages for him to go elsewhere, we're still getting the same out of him for half the price. I guess so, but I think for for 30 k because if you're, if you're calling that a sunk cost for 30 k Gabby might actually be useful in the championship. Yeah, but it's not 30 k it's 60 k Yeah, but I'm saying if you're willing to eat 30 k you you may as well use it, I, I guess. I yeah, don't but know. I'm not willing to eat it twice, because I think Gabby on the pitch is pretty much as useless as Gabby with another team. Possibly. I, I honestly think that at this point. I think he his time at Villa should be done, and I don't see him actually helping in the championship next year. He's too slow. He's too... He doesn't have the toughness anymore. Um, he hasn't shown any passion or desire and so why would we want that? I, I honestly think you play him, you're eating that 30k twice. That's probably true. And the, really the whole captaincy has been a farce this season with Gabby being named the club captain. Micah Richards came in and was instantly named captain. That was a disaster. Yeah, and for a time Lescott was wearing the armband. Yeah, get out. Please just captain Westwood and let's move on and get in yeah. a position for next season. Or give Ayu the captaincy. He seems to have a level head about him. Well, he's he's gonna be gone soon. And another striker we're not seeing anytime soon is Levar Kozak. After he posted on Facebook a shot of him in a hospital bed. Yeah, giving a thumbs up. I feel so badly for that guy. Uh, I really, when he and Nick Hellenius came in, I really thought both of them could actually become something, and both of them. For various reasons, some mismanagement by the club, some just personal issues, some injury stuff, have just been screwed out of a chance, and it sucks. Yeah, it really does, and you just get phased out by the manager, and the next thing you know is you're going back to Denmark, or now playing in the second Bundesliga. 
Yeah. At least, at least Hellenius is playing Kozak, not so much. Yeah, exactly. I really hope Kozak can pull it together. I hope he actually gets a chance, if not with us, with someone next year. I want to see him doing well. I want to see him scoring goals. He seems like a genuinely great dude. Um, I I feel so badly for the guy. Yeah, he scored. He scores scrappy goals, and that's what you need in the championship. So yeah, exactly. I think he could help us if someone were actually smart enough to use him. Certainly. Uh, he didn't help much this year with Villa, but he got like what was it? Five sporadic matches. Yeah, he didn't really get a run out. Obviously, he was lacking match fitness when he did, and it's just a recipe for failure, especially in a club art already as doomed for failure as Villa have been this season. It was yep. just really, really not a fair fair go at it. Nope, not at all. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I hope the guy gets another chance with us. And if not, sell him on. Show some mercy and let him go somewhere and play. Yeah, at least at least clear those wages. Uh, and, you know, if he goes, we can, you know, replace the the cheerful, really likable dude position on the club with Stylian Petrov. Yeah, yeah, that's... Actually, I don't know why I forgot to put that in the script this week, but thanks for mentioning that. Let's talk about Petrov for a bit now, because the former Villa man, after beating Leukemia, said he wants to come back and play for the club again. So there's at least one person on the planet that wants to play for Aston Villa. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and you know what? I hope he does. I don't think he's going to be a huge help on the pitch, but... I would hope that he would realize that, and I would hope the club would realize that. God knows we need some sort of a level leveling presence uh, at this club. Why not bring him in as sort of that club captain role? Yeah, exactly. That's It's the perfect position for him. I don't know. I'm sure he'd take 10K a week to be something between like a player, a player manager and a player, I guess. Not exactly a player manager, but maybe it could start him down the path to management and he could stay on as a as a role in the club in the future yeah absolutely i i would love to see that i would love to see him you know on the bench in sort of god in sort of the role that joe cole had for a while with us yeah yeah just as a mentor and maybe he comes on for 30 minutes every other game but doesn't limp off yeah exactly and and be fully aware that if he comes back he'll probably frustrate the hell out of us with his footballing because right before he left he frustrated the hell out of us with his footballing he would come on and take those 30 yard speculative efforts that never had any chance yeah, yeah not going to lie i kind of really didn't like petrov and then he got seriously ill and then i felt bad so then you just had to like him and now he's a hero but yeah I mean, I... He was just annoying that he would just rip those, but... Yeah, I did not like Petrov the player. I was always pretty convinced that I liked Petrov the guy, and even more so after everything developed. Because as a person, he seems like one of the most genuinely wonderful people around Aston Villa. Um, and that's pretty great. And I think that's something that we desperately need right now. And... Then again, even if he, if, even if he comes back and is at the level that he was playing badly for Villa before... It's still going to be better than what we have. God, think of and how I'm many worried, players. I'm just right worried now. that he's not going to be anywhere near championship quality. Yeah, no, that because would be because he's the 36. Worry. But if he could come back and play almost like he did before he left, think of how many players he would be an upgrade for at Villa right now, which is a sad state. But yeah, I definitely. But it, I mean, he'd be a useful squad player. So yeah, absolutely. And in that club captaincy role, I think he'd be huge. Exactly, exactly. Uh, 
yeah. So bring him back. Do it. Make it happen. Although, did you see what his kid said? No. His, he announced that he wanted to come back and play for Villa, and like his eight-year-old, or eight or nine-year-old, something less than ten, the kid's response was, have you seen Aston Villa play this year? <laughs> <laughs> his little kid is trolling oh, so hard. Oh, that's it just amazing. made me so happy. Like, what a kid. Uh, maybe maybe some more personnel changes at Villa on the horizon. Uh, Damian Camoli mentioned as a possibility to take over as the director of football. We had another guest post from Matt Villain this week. And coming into it, Matt really did not want Camoli. And looking at his record, it's easy to see why he signed players like Andy Carroll at Liverpool, David Bentley at Spurs, but he also signed players like Luka Modric and Luis Suarez, who went on to sell for massive fees. But his transfer record, I think it still leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, I mean, there's good in there. There is unquestionable good. He bought Gareth Bale um, for five million. Bought Charlie Adam. Yeah, uh, but then again, <laughs> he he's the Stuart same. Downing. He bought Stuart Downing. Yeah, the same guy that bought Stuart Downing. That's a pretty damning statement on someone. But as Matt ended up pointing out on there, um, when he does cheaper purchases, his record is actually pretty good. It's when he's playing around with big money that he has a lot of trouble. And the good news is, if he came to Villa, he wouldn't be playing around with big money. Yeah, and he he brought that up in in his article and said that he's never worked with such a small budget before. But I think he he was at San Etienne in Liga 1 for a time, and uh, Etienne do not have a very big budget. So, but then again, he d- he didn't have any colossal failures there either. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, but but the article that brought Kamali to our attention was just, all right, if this Chinese consortium that we think may or may not exist does get to buy the club, which may or may not happen, then they might be considering Kamali as the director of football. Like, that's such a series of dominoes to fall. Oh, yeah, and I, th- I think all the ownership takeovers right now require a serious string of dominoes falling and therefore that's, that's therefore the manager laugh. role because i i mean this is kind of a little bit off your topic but i think the new owners are going to want their manager and that's why we still have Eric Black i think i've said that before but yeah anyways go on yeah that could be but i mean that that's why this is so particularly hilarious like simply getting a new owner is three steps worth of speculation at this point and then to envision what those owners might do has just entered the realm of the basically absurd. Yeah, exactly. And pinpointing what kind of what kind of director of football they'd want. It's like saying what signings would Kamoli make. That's even a few more degrees of separation that down that line. I mean, I can tell you what I would do if I were the president of the United States of America, but it doesn't matter because it's not gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. Or I could tell you what I would do if I were Prime Minister. Let's just add another layer of speculation. I've got to get Relegate citizens. Spurs. <laughs> oh God, for the good of England. Yeah. I I I assume there's something in the in the pledge when you become prime minister to do something for Queen and Country. And that would certainly count. <laughs> certainly. 
All right. Well, we wanted to give a quick shout out to the Aston Villa Ladies Football Club because they actually care and to keep to keep with that theme this week. Yeah, absolutely. In the past week, uh they are uh one win, one loss. They uh traveled away and got a win on Sunday, I believe it was. Maybe it was Saturday. Saturday after the match. And today they traveled away and took a tough loss by all accounts. They played pretty well and just didn't quite get it. Um, but I can't recommend enough following AVLFC official, I believe it is. Um, yeah, AVLFC official. And on some of the players on Twitter and whatnot, because you're actually going to see a bunch of villains who really care about what they're doing. Yeah, um, and I know a, a lot of a lot of articles that we've had about them, even even the players have retweeted them and things like that. And yeah. yeah, they seem to be a pretty wonderful bunch of people. Um, and someone just responded to my tweet about uh, if you want to follow villains who actually give a damn, follow the ladies. Uh, and they said, think you're being a bit harsh on the Villa youths there, which is another good point. If you want to follow another team that wears claret and blue that's actually worth following and doing good things right now, follow uh, the U21 squad. They're in the uh, promotion playoffs right now. They won yeah, their first match against Swansea. Yeah, they're, I think they're going to be playing West Ham to go up. Yep, absolutely. So... They beat they beat Swansea and had a bit of a celebration that led to a bit of a fracas on the pitch. Uh, not, not like the one, the handbags that went down after Kevin Toner. Apparently, this in with that tackle. Apparently, this was a lot like that. Actually, really, like the Villa kids were celebrating so much, and some of the Swansea people took exception to it and started uh, started some fisticuffs. Well, you know what? They can go start the Welsh Barclays English Premier League youth division if they really want to. Oh, them and them. Cardiff. Well, they're not in the Premier League. Oh yeah, but a lot of teams in the that's true under twenty one reserve league aren't in the, in the Premier either. But that's true. Uh, but yeah, so there's two teams to follow if you actually still like Aston Villa but want to see an Aston Villa team that seems to care and possibly you know appreciate the fact that we all care about them. Uh, follow yeah, the ladies, a team that follow. has less of the ass and more of the tin Villa in it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting to use that, haven't you? No, I just thought of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so follow the ladies, follow the U21s. They're both doing some really great things, and they both seem to be pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, worth your time. All right, we're going to move on to Twitter questions, and I think we already kind of answered one of them. We actually only got two, both from Dean AVFC. One was, should Gabby be given another chance? And the second one, what is Eric Black? Because he isn't a football manager, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about the the new manager next, maybe. And Eric Black already said he didn't want it. Apparently, his wife told him not to take the job, and he oh. did it anyways. So, rule number one: listen to your wife. <laughs> because one, women are smarter than men. But I wonder if we can get Eric Black's wife as our manager. Since she seems I wonder to be if we can get Eric Black's wife to come on the podcast and say why it was a terrible idea. God. I wonder if it was because she knew that Aston Villa were junk or that her husband would be terrible at it. <laughs> Maybe a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> honey, honey, this is going to be bad for you, dear. Don't do it. No. Oh, damn it. Did you see Paul Lambert's hair after just a few months or a few years in charge? Oh, God, just yes. Did an Obama, totally. Uh. But 
Yeah, speaking of Paul Lambert. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Paul <laughs> Lambert, he's available. <laughs> now that he's quit his job at or getting relieved of his duties at Blackburn Rovers, it's freed him up for a lot more time to keep talking about Aston Villa. I can't remember laughing so I think it was James took control of uh James took control of the seventy five hundred account this morning, I think. And when Paul Lambert you know, when the news came that Lambert was leaving, just tweeted, oh, God, in all caps. And I don't think I've laughed harder at a tweet in weeks. <laughs> I thought that was you. No, it I wasn't. Was I think it was I James, and it was perfect. It was just, it was the absolute best possible tweet. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was great. Oh, God. Oh, God. And uh, apparently Lambert or David Moyes will be going to Celtic. Celtic, I don't know what that, whatever, but... Um, only Celtic yeah. in Boston. Maybe maybe we'll end up with one of them. God, yeah, right? Um, and again, Hopefully it's Moyes. another one of those things, right? Last week, everyone knows that Moyes is going to Celtic, and now it's like, okay, what the hell's happening? Yeah, Why exactly. It just shows you that no one knows. <laughs> why why did you do this to me, Jack? Oh, why did you do that to me last week? With what? What did I do last when week? When I said Celtic and then you said Celtic and I was like, oh. Oh. I don't know. I, I question life. That only Boston pronounces it stupidly. Yeah, well, probably, but uh, well, someone will definitely tweet at us. So yeah. to whomever to whomever it is, thanks in advance. Yeah, put us in our place. <laughs> For being yank wanks. Yep. I'll buy that. Uh, all right. We got three more matches left. Is there is there a chance for a win against Watford? Well, I was just looking today because it struck me all of a sudden. Turns out it doesn't matter. Literally, no matter what we do, we are guaranteed 20th. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, I just want one more win on the season. I I didn't realize we had slipped because remember like as of two weeks ago we still had like the tiniest sliver of a chance of surviving. Yeah, technically. And in two weeks we've gone from that to uh, we can't even uh, get out of dead last. Yeah, those charts I guess I could call them that people have been putting out of how the league positions can fluctuate. Those are fantastic. And wait, what? You know, it, have, have you seen, seen those? It shows it. It's kind of like a, a bar, like lines for every team of the highest p- possible finish they could have to the lowest. Oh, that sounds and wonderful. They just, yeah, they're great, but they just show how how much the league could still change. And Villa stuck twentieth. You know, the, there's no room for movement. How do you feel about living in a world where Leicester can clinch the league this weekend? Mm, I've accepted it, <laughs> and at least my roommate's a Spurs fan. So it'll make you happy. That's fair. I, I guess so, but I don't. I don't want to. I didn't want to see Leicester win. No. It'll be nice when they get dumped out of the Champions League when they lose to like Estrano of Kazakhstan or Cluj <laughs> from Romania or some someone. What would? Because as the winner of the league, don't they go straight to the group rounds? Yeah, the top three goes to the group. Yeah, so, so Cluj and whatever aren't going to make it. Yeah, they will. Will they? Yeah, certainly. I don't know. They'll get dumped out by Dynamo Zagreb or someone. I don't know. All right, that's fair. Maybe they'll get dumped out. I didn't, I didn't mean dumped out like that. I meant they'll lose in the group. I see. Gotcha. Not in a promotion playoff against Elfsborg or Midgetland. 
Listen, I've been taking Sudafed today, so my brain is only half working. You know, works half, 50% more than Lescott's, so <laughs> count your blessings. All right, so you think there's a chance for a win against Watford this weekend? Get the big number four on the year? Yeah, here's why. Watford have only won one in their last eight and only three in their last 17. But before before this horrible stretch, they'd won four in a row. Actually, one of those was that 3-2 over Villa. That was another pretty decisive match, I think, for our season. When mm-hmm. Villa were really putting the pressure on and Gomes sustained a terrible neck injury or whatever, but he's back. But And, you know, he... He was flapping the whole game. He's a terrible keeper. He always punches the ball instead of catching it. He punched. He's punched the ball like fifty times more than anyone else in the Premier League because he doesn't trust his hands. And why would you? But he he like use and hands. I just remember seeing some article like five years ago when Spurs were playing Real in the Champions League and Ronaldo like shot it right at him and it rolled through his hands. And whoever wrote the article was like, "Do you put butter on your gloves before the game?" Like, stop eating butter, sticks of butter with your goalkeeper gloves on, Gomes, because, <laughs> yeah. It just sounds disgusting. Exactly. Who wants that? Wofford, I guess. And <laughs> I mean, they're going to survive, so fair play to them, because their squad's really not all that good. I mean, Idiana Gallo is great, and he's been fantastic, but they didn't deserve to survive with that squad. No. Uh, you know, Troy Deeney's put in nine. That's not yeah, Troy Tr- Dini's solid. He's really, really powerful striker. And I don't think he's as good as we, I expected him to be. And nine, nine goals is a good return. I understand that, but coming up from the championship, he was, you know, apparently going to be one of the players to watch. And he oh, was sure, sure. I understand what what you mean from that standpoint. Yeah, and he was good, but I don't think he was quite as good as I was expecting. No. It, it wasn't up. like, you know, like Wilfred Zaha as well. I mean, he single-handedly took Palace to the Premier League. And yeah. Well, then they sold him to United and ruined his career. But that's not his fault. Igalo and Dini combined have almost as many goals as Aston Villa this year. They're only two shy. Oh, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, Igalo's grandfather actually just died. He was like 90 or something, I think I saw yesterday. But Sympathies yeah. to him. 90 is a good age, though. Well, yeah, I, don't even, I don't want to yeah. be that old. It's Never going to lose a grandparent. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think you're right that there is a chance that we could get a win here, but at the same time, it's Villa. Uh, I think there's a chance that we tie... I think it's this weekend that we would tie the record for most league losses in a row in Aston Villa history. Good Lord. Uh, yeah, we just haven't won in seemingly forever. Nope. It's just it's just so bad that you can never expect a win, like you were saying. No, I, I, you could you could play us against Bolton right now. Oh my god, who would watch that? <laughs> I would watch because Husky. <laughs> I would watch because I'd at least think there was maybe a chance of Villa winning. Uh, can we just use a full size pitch and just one v one Husky versus Lescott? God, I would be cheering on Husky so hard. Would you rather fight one Lescott-sized Husky or 100 Husky-sized Lescotts? <laughs> Whatever, like... reverse that, because Husky's huge. But <laughs> I do like the fact that if we lose this weekend, uh, by the time we play our next match, it will officially be three months since our last win. Oh my god, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you have to embrace the shit, Jack. <laughs> you, you it's to... literally like there's the... there's. 19th place, then there's 50 feet of shit, and there's Villa. It's like... 
Just open your arms and enjoy the feeling of yeah, being an Aston developer. Oh, God. What a pile of junk. Yeah, it's like Eric Black, first act as manager, went into the showers, turned it on, and just steaming poop came out. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out where you are going with that. Yeah. And <clears throat> also, is he showering in the Oakland Coliseum? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, but... Oh, Lord. Yeah. All right. I'm predicting a loss. Probably by 17. I don't know. 17 goals to nil? Yeah. No. No, no, no. no. 18 to 1. (laughs) Okay, we'll score one. (laughs) Uh, I think it'll be Westwood to get the one. Oh, yeah. Going to creep up on the scoring charts. Maybe he could become top scorer. He could. 93. It, it literally would not take much. With three matches left, you could become the top scorer at Aston Villa if you just got a brace in every match. Yeah, I mean, the, it'd be impressive if you could if you could bag two goals four straight times. It'd be like Rooney playing against Villa. But, um, yeah. Ashley yeah, Westwood, Westwood currently sits at two, which means he's only four behind uh, Justed and Ayu. And Ayu. And in the Premier League, he's four behind Ayu. Justed only has five in the Premier League. Yeah, Scott, maybe Justed will get another one for the season. They could all finish on six. Scott Sinclair has uh, six total goals this season. Didn't yeah, I'm, I don't think any of those actually counted, so I'm going to have to say that you're lying. Four, four of them in the League Cup. Yeah, I, I think I, I could have scored against whoever. <laughs> the team that Grealish used to play for. I feel like I could score against Julian Lescott. I feel like I could score some own goals for Villa, and at that rate, I'm just <laughs> as good as Lescott. So. Absolute God. Sign us up. Yeah. We'd be a hell of a center-back pairing. Just just pay me 1K a week. That'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Doofus and Dorcas at center-back. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're having a laugh. <laughs> at, least, at least we'd be proud to wear that kit, damn it. Yeah. Are you All kidding right, me so, with this Macron crap? Get out of here. <laughs> I'll even print my own name on, in the club shop on it, you know? Oh, I, I was going to say with a whiteout or masking tape. With whiteout. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Maybe that's... we should just put whiteout all over our televisions before the next game. I'm okay with that. <laughs> all right, well, if you don't want to put whiteout on your screen, you can still follow 7500 to hold on Twitter and of course like us on Facebook follow along over there and at 7500tohold.com the site well I'll just go out and say we're the best villa blog so come get your news from us you already do obviously if you're listening to the podcast so we want to thank you again for that you can find it again wherever you've been finding it in the past and yeah basically we're going to lose this weekend but come have a laugh with us on Twitter because I don't think me and Robert are going to be on the pitch so <laughs> signing off for the Holdcast and for Robert Lintop, my co-host. I'm Jack Grimsey. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.